0: You're listening to the Peak Podcast with me, Christina Roman. We're having real, intimate conversations about the interconnectedness of life. Join us as we discuss big topics like intuition, personal mastery, and emotional wellness and why they matter for you. I am so excited to talk about today's topic, which is all about inner voice work. And this has been absolutely life changing for me. One of the most exciting things that I have done. In my lifetime, I know that's a huge claim, but it is absolutely true. Just over a year ago, I was exposed to this idea that we all have an inner voice within us that is always accessible to us and that is always peaceful and always knows the answer for us in that moment. I've always gotten pretty strong gut instincts or intuitive nudges with some of the big decisions in my life. But I didn't understand this idea that we could actually dialogue with a deeper part of ourselves that is always peaceful. And so when I was introduced to that idea, I was really resistant to it at first. And it felt so weird. And it kind of insane, frankly. And so if you're listening, and that's your reaction, totally understand been there. <laughs> um, but once I started actually dabbling in it and experimenting with it. So talking to my inner voice, I got completely profound, but very simple responses to the questions that I was asking. And I found it really, really insightful. I'm trying really hard not to oversell it, but I am really excited about this idea. So (laughs) bear with me here. So I first heard about the inner voice work through Jess Lively. She has a podcast and it's all about the intuition and the inner voice. And so I'll definitely put a link in the show notes. But the interesting thing was after I was exposed to Jess's work and got really intrigued by it, I started seeing inner voice references everywhere. And that includes in things that I had already read in the past. So I had read them in the past, hadn't fully understood them or grasped them. And now as I reread, i realize that there are so many references to people dialoguing with their inner voice. And so I actually pulled some excerpts that I wanted to share to convince you a little bit more that this is a much more universal thing than you or I may have previously been aware of. I'm going to start with the most mainstream, which is Steve Jobs. He has a quote from one of his graduation speeches that says, you have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in your future. You have to trust in something, your gut, destiny, life, karma, whatever. This approach has never let me down and it has made all the difference in my life. I also pulled an Ariana Huffington quote from an article where she says, one big source of wisdom is intuition, our inner knowing. We've all experienced it. A hunch, an inkling, our inner voice telling us to do something or not to do something. In the book, Active Dreaming with Robert Moss, he talks about consulting your own powers. And so he, I interpret that as an inner voice reference. In one of my favorite books, Let Your Life Speak, which I will link in the show notes, it's by a Quaker named Parker Palmer, and I highly recommend it to everybody, whether or not you believe in God. He says, before you tell your life what you intend to do with it, listen for what it intends to do with you. Before you tell your life what truths and values you have decided to live up to, let your life tell you what truths you embody, what values you represent. In Eat, Pray, Love by Elizabeth Gilbert, she says, then I heard a voice. And she goes on to explain this voice and it says, go back to bed, Liz. And her explanation is true wisdom gives the only possible answer at any given moment. And that night going back to bed was the only possible answer. In The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron, which I've mentioned many, many times here on the podcast, she actually does an excerpt of her talking to her inner voice. So she calls herself LJ, little Julia. So LJ says, what should I tell them about this inner wisdom? And her inner voice responds, you should tell them that everyone has a direct dial to God. No one needs to go through an operator. Tell them to try this technique with a problem of their own. In The Alchemist, they refer to the inner voice as the heart. So the quote is, why do we have to listen to our hearts? The boy asked, because wherever your heart is, that is where you will find your treasure. Another quote from The Alchemist, you will never be able to escape from your heart. So it is better to listen to what it has to say. And then the last excerpt that I pulled is actually from The Power of Now, which I've also mentioned here on the podcast. And so Eckhart Tolle says, I heard the words resist nothing as if spoken inside my chest. So if that's not an inner voice reference, I don't know what is. I actually wrote to my intuition this morning during my morning pages, and I was I knew I was about to record this podcast episode, and I wasn't sure how to phrase things. I was having some resistance to this whole episode because it's incredibly vulnerable for me. I feel like a lot of people are totally on board with this concept. They're like, yeah, no, that totally makes sense. You have an inner voice. It's always there. Yeah, of course. (laughs) And then the other half of people that I talked to are like... I don't know about that. So, this is really vulnerable for me. So, I'm just putting that out there. But I wrote to my inner voice and I said, What should I say about the inner voice on my podcast? The answer I heard was, It's always accessible. Tapping into what's below. Below what? Fear, pain, anger, angst. Why? To know yourself. What if they say, I already know myself? Know yourself more deeply. Strip back the layers of your soul. Get to your true heart. What if they say, but who I am is anxious, fearful, cautious, risk avoidant, not in your original form. You acquired beliefs and held them tightly more and more until they felt true. Imagine releasing them, letting go. Rebuilding your sense of self on peace and joy and radiance. A new foundation of selfhood. That's why your inner voice is there. To show you it's possible from within you, not externally. Within. (laughs) Intense. Not going to lie, sometimes when I read my inner voice writings, I'm like, damn. I'm not that wise. (laughs) That's got to come from a deeper place of me because I'm not that smart. Um, And so often I'll ask a question and I'll get a really peaceful answer. And I'll be like, yeah, that definitely did not come from my ego because my ego does not really believe that fully. Um, So I want to recap what I've mentioned so far. So I pulled a bunch of different references from a bunch of different sources, and it's referred to in many, many different ways. So As a recap, we have intuition, inner voice, inner wisdom, inner knowing, true wisdom, consulting your own power, gut, heart. And then we have references to it coming from your heart, from your chest, and from your gut or your stomach. We'll dig a little bit further into how to actually tap into your inner voice and how to actually play with it. And so a lot of times that is putting a hand on your heart or putting a hand on your stomach or both. We'll get more into that, but I want to talk more about the benefits of chit-chatting with your inner voice. The biggest benefit that I've seen for myself and for other people is this deep sense of okayness and this knowingness that everything will shake out okay. That we are always loved, we are always safe, and we are always fundamentally okay. And in this world, it's really difficult sometimes to believe that from your conscious egoic brain. Um, I know people probably have a thousand rebuttals that are shaking around in their head about safety and love and people are terrible and people are awful and all that. But tapping into your inner voice is this grounded, centered feeling, even in a chaotic world or especially in a chaotic world. I find it really useful for getting to the root of my emotions. And so the reason that that is so beneficial is if you think about the life coaching model where your thoughts are creating your feelings, your feelings create your action or inaction, and then that creates your results. And that result always validates your original thought. So we're always in this cycle, whether it's positive or negative. It's really, really important to understand your root emotion because if you can't understand or diagnose your root emotion, then you can't actually change that emotion. If you can't change that emotion, the natural byproduct is you can't change your actions and your results so your life stays the same or you don't actually move towards what you want in life. So this idea that your inner voice is the best source of wisdom on what's actually going on for you. So what emotions you're actually feeling. So a super quick example of this is in my coaching sessions, if somebody's having trouble diagnosing or or recognizing their emotion that they're feeling, I have them close their eyes and just ask the question, what am I feeling right now? And I would say nine times out of 10, you get an emotion immediately like this, as opposed to people hemming and hawing and being like, I don't know. Is it anger? Is it confusion? Is it frustration? I don't really know. You close your eyes, you ask the question, and nine times out of 10, you get straight to that emotion. So that's really a micro example of the power of intuitive work. The other huge benefit that I see is... I have become increasingly aware of how often people hang out in this place of overwhelm or indecision. I'm going to make a big statement, a hot take that as a society, we are horrible at decision making. Uh, We hem and we haw and we ask everyone around us and we say, I don't know. And it is so funny to me to become increasingly aware of that because I know I do it all the time and a lot of people around me do it as well. And so this comes up in coaching sessions all the time. But with the intuitive work, you're able to more quickly and accurately make a decision that's right for you in the moment. So I actually have a lot of content coming out around decision making. But I mentioned in one of my blog posts that the first question I always ask a client when they come to me with the decision to make is, are you ready to make this decision? And I ask that of their intuition because their ego is always gonna be like, yeah, I need to. Well, I don't, what, yeah, I mean, I don't wanna let this person down. Yeah, Bob, there's always these rebuttals. And so we just kinda get below all of that and we ask the inner voice, Is it time to make a decision? And if it is time to make a decision, then we can move into decision-making mode. But if it's not time to make a decision, then we can move into what I call information-gathering mode. And you can actually start to gather information so that you can make an informed decision. But it takes you out of that limbo where you're like, I think I need to make a decision, but apparently I'm not really able to right now. So it cuts out all of that BS and all of that drama. I would love to have stats around the percent decrease in time that I've spent making decisions in the previous life versus now. And I think it's a testament to this intuitive decision-making power that I've been able to launch my business framework in about six weeks, as opposed to in the past, I probably would have taken six months. (laughs) Another huge benefit that I see is that you're able to disconnect from all of the socialization that you've been through and all of the external pressures that you have in your life and actually just get in touch with what you want. And so that is something that we don't do as often as I think that we should and The response that I hear from people often when I say that is, well, it's not that easy. I can't just do what I want. You know, I have kids to take care of or I have a husband or I have a business and I have clients that are relying on me. But the power of the inner voice is that, again, you can dialogue and you can dig in deeper. So you can say, my intuition tells me that I want to do this thing, but I also have these external pressures So, how can I navigate this with more clarity and more ease and more peace? So, my advice is if you ever get an answer from your inner voice that feels too simple, you can keep that dialogue going and you can keep asking questions. So, perfect example, I worked with somebody who really, really wants to be a stay at home mom, but is running a business. And so, the easy answer from the intuition was you want to be a stay at home mom, period, the end. But she wasn't comfortable with that. She still has her ego to contend with. And so you're able to, again, keep that dialogue going where you can say, okay, what are intermediate steps that I can take towards becoming a stay-at-home mom? Or what can I do to make sure that my business is taken care of? Or what can I do to make sure that my family finances are intact? And that's where you can continue to ask these questions of your inner voice and get really, really solid answers. Okay, without further ado, I'm going to go over my best practices for how to talk to your inner voice. If this does not connect with you, or if you're really still struggling, please feel free to reach out. It's hello at peakcoaching, And I would love to chat with you about this. I find it really interesting to work with people on how to get in touch with their inner voice, especially people who don't believe they have one. That's the fun challenge for me. <laughs> so come at me. So here are my best practices. You can write to your inner voice or you can talk to it out loud. I prefer to write. Sit by yourself and ask an open-ended question. So a few examples are, what do I want clarity on right now? What am I having trouble being honest with myself about right now? Or how can I see this differently? And these are all linked in my workbook. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes. An open-ended question is really valuable because often when you ask a yes or no question, you hear yes, no, yes, no, maybe, and your brain has a harder time distinguishing that from your inner voice answer. So open-ended questions are a really good start. Then you're going to listen for an answer. If you hear a clear answer, write it down. If it surprises you, that's even more likely that it's your inner voice. So if you find yourself starting to think thoughts, especially thoughts that cause you stress or anxiety or fear, that's not your inner voice. So, if you're having trouble hearing an answer, I highly recommend stopping, pausing, and reasking the question. And so, it's pretty clear that it's an inner voice answer when it's short, succinct, and peaceful. If you can't get an answer, that's totally fine. You don't want to attach to that. But what you can do is you can pause, again, ask the same question or ask another question at that point. I always joke that I've never heard an inner voice use filler words. So if you hear things like, um, well, yeah, that's probably just your your ego chit-chatting at you. So be like, thank you so much. Shh. Let's talk to the intuition. <laughs> Another good sign that you're hearing from your inner voice is that you'll often hear second person. So instead of hearing I should blank, you hear you should or you are. So a phrase that I often hear and I know a lot of other people often hear is you are loved. If you hear something that you don't understand or you think you don't understand it, or you definitely don't understand it, I highly recommend digging in further. So if you don't understand, a lot of people use that moment to quit, but use it to dig in further. So you can ask questions like, what does that mean? Can you please rephrase that? Tell me more. Please clarify. So I always think of internal inner voice dialoguing as really just a conversation. So think that there's another person on the other side of this, And you didn't understand something, you'd probably ask a follow-up question. I hope. (laughs) I've already alluded to this idea, but if you hear something from your intuition that you don't like or you don't want, then you can feel free to negotiate. So in the example of being a stay-at-home mom, if that feels like too big of a step, you can ask, what's a step I can do in between? Or how can I take a small step in that direction? One thing that I'm often asked is, do I need to sit for an hour in meditation before I start talking to my inner voice? And I always say, nope, it's always accessible to you. And that means that you don't really need to do prep work. Meditation obviously can't hurt because it's about quieting your ego mind, but it's not necessary in my experience. So again, this is all just coming from my experience. You may have a different experience. And if you do, I would love to hear about it. So quick recap, you can talk or you can write. It's always peaceful. It's often in second person. It almost never uses filler words or never uses filler words. And it is often an answer that you're surprised by. That's all I've got for you today. I hope that you give this a try, tap into that inner voice, and have a little dialogue. You may feel a little crazy, totally normal. I did too, but I've gotten over it now. I hope that you love this process. And if you have any questions for me, you know where to find me. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Peak Podcast. Your support helps this podcast grow. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend and then head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is so much appreciated and I will see you on the next episode.